This is episode two of the Happy Hour Effect. And if you're ready for more customers, fans, and heck, even friends, then you better listen. is Kristen Brown, your hostess with the mostest for the happy hour effect. This is episode two, and today we are going to be talking about your brand. Not just your logo and your colors and your website and your tagline, but the real essence of your brand that's defined not by those things that people see in an ad or in social media, but by those things that they feel when they hang out with you. And people are hanging out with you everywhere, right? You see them in public, you see them at events, maybe they see you on TV, they're seeing your posts on social media, maybe they read about you in an article, maybe they're using your product or service. And every time you touch someone's life, live or virtual, you're making a brand impression on them. You're giving them something to think about in relation to what you do and giving them feedback as to whether they should buy from you again whether they should tell their friends about you, whether they should come back and buy your next thing that you come out with, whether it's a new service, a new product, a new book. And personally, this makes a huge difference in your personal life, whether it's for dating, whether it's for parenting, whether it's for your relationship with significant other or friends or family. Every time you put something out into the world, everybody's making a decision when they read things from you, when they see you, when they hang out with you to say, hey, I want to be with that person again. I like being around that person. That's someone that I trust, someone that I believe, someone that I like. And that word like right there is the key word to your brand growth, personal and professional brand growth. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about three ways that you can attract more customers, more fans, and yes, even more friends by really connecting with that emotional element of your brand really diving in and saying, what is it that I stand for? Why do people want to hang out with me? And how can I really, really connect with them in a real way so that they come back and want more and more and more and that they immediately say, hey, I want to go hang out with you. You're the one that I want to spend my money on and you're the one that I want to invest my energy and my time in. Because you know, you think about it, our time today is spread so thin. We've only got so many resources to exert on the things that we want to accomplish in our life, right? Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's some goal or dream that we have. So we need to be sure that wherever we're spending our time, that it's with people that we trust, that we like, that we know, that have proven to us that they have something of value to offer. You know, heck, even in this show, I want to give you something that's valuable. I want you to come back and hang out with me every single week. I want to give you things that will make you say, hmm, yeah, she's got something good to say, something important that's going to impact my life. One way that you can get immediate value from the show is to go to the show notes page every week where I will post all of the links, all of the freebies, all of the things that I talk about during the show. Those things can really help you in just elevating your engagement with your work and with your life, with your goals, with the ideas that you're coming up with, and just staying on track because sometimes you just need you just need a little kick in the pants, right, to keep going on something that you want to accomplish. So that's what the show notes page is there for, to help you stay on track. Another 
Another way that you can stay engaged is to go hang out with me on social media. I post things there all the time on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Google Plus a little bit. And another way that you can really engage with the show and hang out is to share your personal stories. I want to hear what kinds of challenges you have so that I'm talking about the right things on the show to help you overcome those challenges. And they can be personal. They can be professional. They can be questions that you have. It can be feedback you have for me. That's a great way to engage and for me to engage with you. So ensure that you are staying engaged that way. And when we hang out, it's going to be even more fun. All right, so let's dive into this week. I already told you I want to share with you some ways to attract more customers, fans, and even friends. The best way to do that, and there's different gurus that talk about this, that talk about being light, bright, and polite by being credible, likable, and trustworthy, by creating an emotional connection. We all talk about it in different ways, and there's a reason for that, because it's legit. It's super, super powerful, and it's crucial to your strategies to ensure that your messaging, that every touch point that you have out into the public with your brand, personally and professionally, have elements of connection, that they put messaging into the world that makes people trust you, that makes people want to hang out with you. And most importantly, for my business and author friends, so that people want to open their wallet and pay you money for what you have to offer. That's what it comes down to. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and authors that say, well, I'm just so passionate about what I do. And, you know, I really just, I just want to help people and I want to change the world. Well, that's wonderful. But you need money to do that in a bigger way. And a lot of entrepreneurs and authors and even individuals have such a challenge just saying, yeah, I want to make money. Money is good when you're using it to spread your message far and wide into the world, when you're using it to help more people, when it allows you to live the lifestyle you want to live for yourself, when it allows you to provide an amazing life for your family, money's good, right? So I want you to separate this, oh, I'm passionate and I want to help the world with my message. Yes, but you want to make money for that too. And the only way you're going to make money is if people pay you and people buy from people. Fact, right there, people buy from people. And if you can create that connection with your customers and your prospects, they're going to be much more likely to open that wallet for you as opposed to just seeing an advertisement in a magazine or seeing you on stage. You have to do more than that. You have to draw them into your world. You have to be transparent. You have to let them know that you're a real human being behind whatever it is that you're selling. So I'm going to give you three things today, three takeaways to help you in this task, to be more engaging, to be more trustworthy, to be more likable, and to be that person that people want to buy from. Okay, number one, the first thing that I really want you to think about, I mentioned this in my first show, some businesses have a tendency to be a little bit boring. So the first biggest thing that you can do is you need to be different. You have to figure out what it is that sets you apart from the million other people that are selling the exact same thing as you. One good example of this is I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are in direct sales. They're selling things like Mary Kay or It Works Wraps or Young Living Essential Oils, all amazing products. But there are tens of thousands of sales consultants selling the exact identical same products. So the key here is they have to stand out as an individual and draw in people. They've already got the quality product. They've already got the messaging. They've already got the tools to sell. It comes down to them, the person, the salesperson, 
creating the relationships, drawing in people because of who they are as the sales consultant, not because of the amazing product, because that's already there. 10,000 other people are selling that. So that's a good example of how you really and why you really need to differentiate. Now, a couple ways to figure out your differentiation points is to think about your five or 10 closest competitors. Just write down on a piece of paper, make a little grid, however you work best, write down all their names and then write down maybe a tagline and then what makes them special? What do they say is their big selling point to get people in the door? Then I want you to write down yours. If yours is like any of your competitors, then you need to change what you're saying about yourself. It doesn't mean that what you were saying isn't valid because it is. It can still be in there. It can still be a benefit or a feature depending on what it is. But you need to find a different way to message yourself so that you're not the same as those other competitors. So that's one way to do it. Another way is to think about some of the things that you offer, some of the messaging, some of the common things in your industry, and then put out an opposite viewpoint. And I don't mean opposite that you don't believe some of the things, but I mean questioning, really diving in and saying, hey, you know what? The whole industry says this, but is that really the very best way? And yes, it may be, but just by asking that question, you're going to make people pay attention and say, oh, maybe that isn't the right way. For example, say you're a financial advisor and something happens in the economy and the whole industry is saying, oh, you need to invest in a Roth IRA. Everyone's saying it, Roth IRA, Roth IRA. You could go out there and you could say, is a Roth IRA really your best investment? Question mark. And the answer may be yes in your article or your post or your media appearance, whatever it is. But because you've posed the question as an opposite, controversial, contradictory message to what the rest of the industry is saying, you're going to get a lot more attention for what you have to say. People are going to say, ooh, I want to hear. Does he or she agree with the rest of the industry? Well, yes, she does, but she's got a little bit different viewpoint. So think about that. Be a little bit controversial. Be contradictory in what everyone else is doing and create your own point of view on that so that people are paying attention. The next one, as part of this being different strategy, is to be crazy. I mentioned this in number one, is that you need to kind of embrace this crazy mindset. What kinds of things could you do to really shake up your industry, to shake up even your own life if, if you're stuck in a rut. Think about ways that people might say, whoa, that was crazy, but oh, I'm paying attention. You know, it's funny. I've been in the media over a hundred times. I've been on national TV. I've been a re- regular on some of the local networks. And I often spend hours thinking about for myself and for my clients, because I have a, a PR agency called Lit PR, thinking about ways that we can get attention and stand out from the crowd. And I've often said, anything short of a sex tape, I'm willing to try it. (laughs) And I always ask my clients, where's your threshold? What are you willing to try to get more attention for what you do so that you can spread your message further and wider out into the world? And sometimes that means being a little bit crazy, being a little bit out of the box and a little bit left to center so that people take notice of who you are. And there's a million different things that you could do. You know, one thing you can do is go online and search out your industry and then search some related industries, see what kinds of news are popping up there, and think about ways you could do something similar but with your own spin that's much more visual. Always think visual 
and engaging? What's a way that you can get people to want to come to see you? I love having different types of contests and things with like really grand, amazing prizes if you can find sponsors to, to pay for some of that stuff. But really think about crazy and, and how you can create a crazy mindset in your business. So those are a couple of ways that you can really think about being different. Number two, the second way that you can really start to draw in more customers, fans, people you just hang out with, is to be more personal. You know, I see so many businesses that get so stuck in just industry speak. They put words out there, they put a brand, maybe they have a brand story, but there's no sense that there's even a human being working at this company. You know, you see ads out there for electronics equipment and it's like, this is the best set of headphones I've ever seen. Not, these headphones allow me to travel and not hear my seatmate next to me on the airplane nagging on me in my ear. I want you to create some human stories about yourself, about your teammates, about your employees. If you work for a nine to five, about the founder of your company, about your executive team, about customers that are using your products, be personal. Create stories about human beings using your product. It's one of the key levers of influence that cause people to buy. Robert Cialdini in the book Influence talks a lot about social proof. Many authors talk about social proof. You need to prove There are humans that trust your product or service that are going to use what you have to offer that want to hang out with you. And some great ways to do that, to create this more personal connection and to create more stories about humans is to tell stories. Go to your customers and say, hey, tell me why you love our product or service. Tell me what happened because of using it. How is your life better? How is your life different? How has your life changed? What have your, your friends and family noticed about you since using our product or service? Getting those kinds of stories. Tell stories about how the product or service came to be. I also love behind the scenes type of footage and stories. You know, maybe you film a little if you're a solo entrepreneur like me and you work out of coffee shops and homes and client offices. Film a little video about, hey, here's my office today. You know, I'm sitting at my dining room table with some coffee and an Easter basket sitting here for my daughter. So think about that personal storytelling that can be infused into your messaging. And don't be afraid to be too personal. You know, people would rather see that there's a human behind what they're buying so that that people buying from people strategy really becomes legit. Some other ways to be personal, you need to be entertaining. You know, if I were sitting here on the radio talking like this, doing my podcast and talking to you about how to be personal and how to be real and to make more money, that would be so boring, right? You need to create energy. You need to be entertaining. You need to have stories that people find interesting. You need to have had life experiences or be able to talk about life experiences that people want to hear about. And that doesn't mean you have to be wacko crazy like Lady Gaga or you don't have to be a comedian like Sarah Silverman who curses a lot. You know, there's all kinds of different ways you can be entertaining. And sometimes that is by providing very interesting and engaging facts about your industry. Maybe you're in the educational field and you're working with kids and you need to share interesting statistics and facts about animals as part of your work. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can be entertaining without being so crazy and weird that it isn't part of who you are as a normal human being. (laughs) You still want to be yourself, right? Another thing that you need to remember when working this personal stuff into your messaging is you need to be memorable. 
You need to give people something that they're going to say, oh, gosh, you remember that guy that we saw or remember that story that we heard? You know, for me, a lot of people remember me because I'm a widow. Seven years ago, I was widowed unexpectedly. My husband died of a heart attack at age 30. Now, that's not the overt major part of how I sell myself, but when I tell people that story and I tell them how I got into the business world of of having my own business and that it started as a personal stressor in my life, they remember that. And I can't tell you how many people have come to me five years after they saw me speak somewhere and say, I heard you speak at an event and I remember hearing about your story about your husband and I couldn't believe how you got through that. And I want to have you come and speak for us. We're, we're doing a company event five years later. That's happened to me more times than I can count. So be memorable. And, you know, I'm not saying go share really intimate parts of your life if you're not comfortable there. But find other ways that you can be engaging and that you can be personal. So people know that there's a human behind what you're selling. And they know that you're someone they can like, know, and trust. They're going to buy more from you, I promise you, if you can reveal some of those details. All right. Number three, the third thing that you can do to attract more customers and fans, be real. Now, this is sort of a culmination of the first two being different and being personal, but you also need to be real. Don't copy others. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. So you need to discover for yourself, and sometimes this takes a lot of work and a lot of practice, who you are and what kind of message you want to put out even in the first place. Some people who have businesses have never thought about weaving their personal story into their brand marketing. Their brand has always been very business focused and there hasn't been a lot of personal connection. So it's hard to get to a point where, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going for this. I'm going to embrace it. A couple of ways to do this is to think about ways that you've helped customers in the past And what processes you have used to make that happen. And then take those processes and really talk about them. Say, hey, you know what? Here's what I do. I use this to help you do that. And always keep it about the customer and how they're going to benefit from what it is that you do and what it is that you believe in and the messaging that you put out into the world and your product and service. Always think about the benefits and then weave your personal story in and your authentic message in on top of that because then it's an easier transition if you're still keeping it benefits focused. So it's still businessy, if you will. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> it's still businessy, but you're using that as the foundation for some of that personal and authentic stuff that can really draw it home. So for, I'll give you an example on this. So say you are an author. And you are a self-help author on how to make more money and wealth. You have this book and you've been trying to figure out, you know, how to sell more. And the benefits of the book are you have more money for retirement so that you can have fun and travel, so that you have more money to take vacations with your kid. You know, all these different benefits that are going to directly hit your reader's direct needs. So you still got the benefits in there. But then you can come in and say, you know, for me... One of the benefits of writing this book is that I want more money to be able to travel with my family. And a few years ago, I was bankrupt. If that's your story, don't be afraid to say that because then people will say, oh, this person really gets it. They were bankrupt and now they have money to travel because of what they are teaching in this book. The author themselves are a credible, relevant, trustworthy resource because they've been through it. 
They get it. They get my situation too. Oh yeah, me too. You want to create that me too environment where you're really creating a bond with your customer. You want to feel like friends and friends are real, right? So create that relationship, create those stories, create that persona around your business so that you can draw in more customers. So those are the three takeaways for this week. I'm going to go through them really quickly again, but first I want to make sure that you remember to go to the show notes because I will list out the influence book there that I mentioned by Robert Cialdini. I will share, I've got a couple of really good blog posts about your personal brand and how you can, I have one on detoxing your brand and I have a couple of other really good resources out there. Plus I have my brand platform free audio seminar that I'll also put there for you so that you can listen to that. And that really works through my brand map. My It's a proven process with 14 different elements to really work on to make you and your business different, memorable, some of the things we just talked about. But then it also goes into some of the more money-focused and business-focused elements of your brand as well. So I will post all of that on the show notes page as well as a couple of other fun freebies. So check show notes page, happyhoureffect.com, and then click on podcasts, and there you can just go right to the episodes. This is episode two, so check that out. You can also check out all of my events online, as well as information about how to sponsor the show and how to share the show with friends. And of course, if you like the show, please leave a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. The best way I can spread my message far and wide is by having you help me spread it far and wide and talk about it. So if you like it and you want to see more of the happy hour effect, please share. All right, so the final three summary of the takeaways is, number one, be different. Be different. Don't do the same thing as everyone else in your industry. Number two, be personal. Talk about your life. Be a human being. Tell stories. And number three is to be real. You know, be authentic. Don't follow and copy what other people are doing. Create your own processes and points of view and really create that memorable connection that are going to get people to say, oh yeah, me too. Oh yeah, I get that. And it's a true emotional bond that you're creating with your customers, with your fans, and with your friends, of course. Thank you so much for joining me for episode two of The Happy Hour Effect. Again, I'm Kristen Brown. You can check out the show at happyhoureffect.com. Click on podcasts, and there you'll find all of the episodes. I'll come to you every week with something new and fresh with brand buzz, with work-life fun, and with all of the other good stuff that you need to have an amazing, massively happy work in life. So thanks for joining me, and I will see you next time.